3: It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, rock, rock, rock. K-Rock,
4: Hey, um, Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's going on? Here's my question that I pose to you. Um, we've talked on the air about how...
5: Shouldn't Tarzan have a beard? We got it.
4: <laughs> yes, true. How my mother um, is a nurse. Kevin, your mother, too, is a nurse. Yes. I don't know how you grew up, but for me, I had to be bleeding out of my <laughs> eyeballs and ears in order to stay home from school. Because she didn't believe anything. She would just be like, you'll be fine. Suck it up. Go to school. Was, your, was same, your mother the same? The same way. And okay. also,
6: if you had a problem and you asked her, she'd go, I don't know, maybe she'd go to the doctor. I'm like, you're
4: a nurse! <laughs> <laughs> At well, least I guess! I don't know the new math. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. Uh, Jensen, how about you? Was your I feel like your mother, probably, when you wanted to stay home...
7: Oh, yeah, I was a bubble boy. Okay. Yeah, she yeah. allowed me to stay home. I was I, like, I, I, was like I have menstrual cramps. She's like, stay home. <laughs> uh,
4: uh, all right. And, Bean, I'm going to assume you don't remember.
5: Uh, I don't, mm-hmm. but I do know that I... Almost never
3: missed a day of school my entire 12 years. Of course. Not shocking.
4: All right. Well, when I saw this on Twitter, a woman named Sarah Holiday tweeted, never forget the time my brother missed the bus and wrote my mom this note. And she posted the note.
6: So this is an extraordinary length to go to so he can convince his mom this is a good reason to stay home. Yes. All right.
4: So he wrote, I missed the bus. Underlined. As your son... I regret to inform you that I've missed my means of public transportation. I know you must be on a roller coaster of emotions right now, but rest assured, I've decided to stay home. This was a tough decision to make while you were gone for 20 minutes. I'm probably in my bed, moping about the fact that I can't go to school, so please, don't interrupt me. (laughs) If you require any further assistance... Please see the pros and cons chart on the backside.
6: He made a pros and cons chart.
4: A pros and cons chart. By the way, I need more information on where she was during that 20 minutes. Right. She's now back home noticing this note from her son while he's in bed. Don't interrupt Don't him. Don't interrupt yeah. him. He's mm-hmm. moping. He doesn't want to be bothered. <laughs> I mean,
5: she was, mom was only out for 20 minutes. She could have run the kid to school if he missed the bus. Oh, oh, a, yeah. lot
4: of, a lot of questions need to okay. be answered. Okay. Um, but let's talk about his pros and cons. Okay. Here's a pro for him missing school mm-hmm. and just taking this day off. It's the first day at home this quarter. Grades will be fine.
7: (laughs) Okay. All right. Solid. Answers that one. Solid. That that has some legs. Absolutely.
4: But then here's the thing. He also listed cons, which just in case she brought them up, he already had an answer for. All right. So here's one of his cons. Might become a habit. He put in parentheses, doubtful.
8: (laughs) (laughs) So just
4: in case she came at him with that. And then his other pro, today was going to be a bad one can't get over my hair. <laughs> I mean, the kid was having a bad hair He's day. Got We've all been there. Yeah. He's got great points. His other con, you have to call the school and tell him I've got polio. <laughs> <laughs> what
6: is going on? I love this kid With and this as a kid. parent, I would walk into his house and high five him. And
4: that is exactly what, what the mom wound up tweeting <laughs> because she, the daughter posted this, never forget the time my brother missed the bus and wrote my mom this note. Mm-hmm. And people underneath were like, Well, what happened? Did he go to school? And the mom piped in. She's like, did you see the note? Of course not. I'm not sending that kid to school. That was excellent. But she also did say it didn't become a habit. That was the one and only time. But I just thought that was so delightful.
6: He put so much more work into that note than he would have put in being at school school. all day.
4: All day at school. And I I just have to say I love him. And I hope he winds up being um, a politician. Something. I just. I feel like I believe in this man. So.
6: So this man, 2020. Kid
7: that missed well, the bus,
4: 2040. Yeah.
7: As someone who went home every time I had to poo, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I celebrate him, and I think he speaks my language. And by the way, that's
6: true. I went home every time I had to poo. Yeah. We don't have time to. Just letting you know. We
7: can't unpack that.
6: Get in. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock.
4: Are you serious? Are you
9: serious?
1: K R O.
5: What a day! A couple of real-life rock stars in studio with us right now on The Kevin and Bean Show. Monkey from the band Corn, right there on K-Rock, and Brandon Mendenhall, guitarist for the Mendenhall Experiment. How are you, Brandon?
10: I'm good. I'm good. Happy good. to be here.
5: we got a lot of ground to cover here, and it's so fascinating. I want people to stick around and hear this story because it is so inspiring and so fun. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a best way to introduce how your your, your uh, paths cross. it. I guess we'll start with you, Brandon, because you, at a very early age, got exposed to the band Korn, and it kind of changed your life from the first time you ever heard their song Blind, right?
10: Yeah, absolutely. I heard Blind, and I was like... Who is this band? What is this? And I just got the record and just totally immersed myself in anything I could find, magazines and info, and found out who they were and, and found relatability between me and them. And it just grew and grew from there.
6: Let's talk about your struggle as a kid with cerebral palsy. Um, you, your hand is was pretty much...
10: Paralyzed. Paralyzed. So paralyzed. you c- couldn't play the guitar, and but you really, really, really wanted to play the guitar and be in a man. Totally, it was my passion, and everybody told me it'd never be possible. And I'm a dude that doesn't take no for an answer. So that was guitar was the one thing I didn't want to let go of. So I just pushed myself to rehabilitate my hand through just playing the instrument. And when when I read the story. About how monkey cut the tip of his uh, finger off. I'm so glad you said finger.
5: (laughs) 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 Sorry, (laughs) that may be for another movie. Um, Let's let monkey pick it up there. What happened to your hand?
11: Yeah, so when I was 13, I cut the end of my finger off, and um, it it sort of drove me to, um, you know, I had to rehabilitate it in a way, uh, and the doctors kind of the. The doctor, who was a reconstructive surgeon, said, what about an instrument? And I said, how about the guitar? I loved the guitar. I loved the sound of the guitar. And so that sort of drove me to pick up a guitar. My dad bought me a guitar. And mm-hmm. and so the rest is, you know. You I, can... I mean,
5: there certainly are instances of people who, I mean, Jerry Garcia is probably the most famous one of a guy who had, his, you know, part of his middle
11: finger was missing. And he just figured out a way
5: to kind of incorporate, use what he had. Yeah, and it T- sounds Tony like Iommi, a...
11: too. He, yeah, he right. Had, cut a couple of his fingers off, and they put prosthetics on, and that's how he played.
5: And it sounds like the same for both of you guys, is you just, you through, through passion and hard work, you just managed to use whatever you had available on the guitar. But it, it seems like, and I'm very, this is what's so impressive, Brandon, is you worked so hard for so long to be able to play the guitar because you don't have the range of all of your fingers being available to you on the neck of the guitar,
10: right? Correct. My dexterity is not what, uh, a normal guitar player would, would have, so I tune my guitars to like a drop C, and then I play these flat chords all the way up and down my neck and focus on songwriting, and I'm blessed to have an amazing band behind me to just kind of take my rough skeletons and build them into amazing tunes. Is it getting any better or will it ever get better? It's it's getting better. It is, like okay. I, I find it, it the more I play, the more I push myself, it's it's a slow build.
8: Yeah.
4: The thing that impressed me so much, not only the healing power of music, literally and figuratively, it improved your confidence, it improved your coordination, it improved your speech. All of this, the way you pushed yourself, because you love the guitar so much, shaped your life.
10: Exactly. I want to do this on a world level like K-Rock, so Mm -hmm. to be able to do that and be here, you've got to be able to do all of it. You've got to do the interviews, you've got to be able to speak confidently, carry yourself well, look good, and you have to be able to play and write really good songs. And, and
7: that was cool, too. Like, it's a very specific example in the film, obviously, what he's overcoming. But also, you didn't just pick up the guitar. You worked at Westlake Studios out here in Los Angeles. You, like, studied the craft, went to school for it, uh, got a loan from your grandparents for a guitar. Like, you went through the struggles that all musicians do and almost double, triple because of your, your handicap.
10: And full self, too. It, yeah, full self. I, I love it. I love music. I love being a part of it. I love being in the studio and I want to do it on the national level. Was
6: there any part of you that died a little bit when doctors would tell you you can't and your grandpa and different, I mean, it has to hurt for a while at least.
10: Oh, it it hurt. Yeah. indefinitely It hurt, but that was the fuel for me to kind of turn it around and push me to do this and that's, that's just the underlying theme of my life is taking a negative and making it a positive just like the guys in corner with jonathan and all the stuff that he's been through monkey with the finger and
11: when you see the film it's amazing him growing up from you know getting teased and bullied and like a lot of us did mm-hmm. um, guys in my band myself.
4: yeah, And I think that speaks to who corn is because he felt such a connection. And corn speaks to people that maybe feel like an outsider feel like yeah. they have no place. Mm-hmm. And the thing that got you recognized by the guys at corn, your tattoos on your back,
5: mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. We should, ma- was, we should mention right. that, Brandon. What do you have What we, do you have on your back? We need to take
6: a break. We oh, you're to, the bad man. We need you're to the man. bad man.
4: We're talking
5: We tats. need to take a
6: quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll <laughs> talk right, about but, the tattoos and you two, how <laughs> but you But met. Let me hit this. Let me hit this before yes. the break.
5: Uh, we're talking to Monkey from Quorum. We're talking to Brandon Mendenhall from his band, The Mendenhall Experiment. The movie we're referring to is called Mind Over Matter. So more in a moment right after this on K-Rock. These
12: DJs are superstars. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock.
5: We are talking about the film Mind Over Matter. James Monkey Schaefer, guitarist for the band Corn, in our studio, along with Brandon Mendenhall from the Mendenhall Experiment. Uh, you know, we talked about how Brandon first uh, became aware
11: of Corn. Monkey, when did you first become aware of Brandon? Um, I think we were just talking about this. I thought it was in Ohio that I met you, but you were saying that it's in Peoria, Illinois.
10: Yeah, it was Peoria, I show. I showed up super early because I wanted to meet the dudes. I've got this crazy coin tattoo on my back. It's like a spray paint mural with monkey on my right shoulder, and head on my left. So, like how they would be on stage, with the coin logo in the middle. And my <sighs> it's name impressive. Yeah. In, yeah. In and spray paint. Tattoo. Now,
6: let me just ask you a question because it seems because there are millions of fans out there that want to meet somebody in a band. So you that you would just go super early, stay super late. is that t- the key to it?
10: Uh, well, that's what I thought the key was, and just so happened they saw me from a window of a bus and sent one of the texts out to come find me and threw me in a room with them, and I was completely stone struck Oh my God, I couldn't even talk,
5: so monkey, tell me what's going through your mind, and I'm sure you've had this happen many times over the years when you see crazy corn tattoos do you think oh this is such an honor or do you think this guy is a weirdo
11: (laughs) at first i used to think they're they're really weird Mm -hmm. and then i thought you know this the music's starting to resonate with people people are understanding the message and and where we come from and and who we are as people and it it started maybe into the the third year when when the band was on tour and stuff like these people like this music has become bigger than us. Yeah. That and, seems like it was message. a surprise to you. It was. It was. It was, yeah. And then now even still when I see, you know, people with tattoos, I'm like, Th- that's really cool, you know.
4: Yeah, it's inspiring. It Monkey, is
11: inspiring. Monkey,
5: who, uh, who was that for you when you were coming up? Like, who was the rock star that you idolized enough that you might have gotten a tattoo of?
11: I might have gotten a tattoo of uh, Steve Vai, Mm -hmm. or or like because he was uh, such a big inspiration for me. He's just like he can make any emotion come through the guitar, and that is. And have you become friends with him? Uh, You know, we we see each other um, do charity events and some Mm -hmm. such things like that together, and and Steve Vai
4: uh, played a huge part in this film, and didn't even know it probably, right? With the guitar.
10: Yeah, the guitar I gave to Monkey was like the old Ibanez universe, but the ones they had were all beat up, and I had one that was pretty mint, and Steve signed it for me, but I always felt like it was better in the hands of Monkey, and when he didn't give up on the band when Brian left, I wanted to give it to him as a thank you for like overcoming and continuing my favorite band. And you and played that on, me.
4: yeah. And you played that on tour. Yeah, I played that guitar. on
11: tour every night because it was so inspiring. That he's given me a guitar that was signed by Steve, who right. one of my all-time favorite guitar players, and
4: and then it came full circle. Yeah, because you and up, he
11: gave it back to me.
4: Yeah, <laughs> amazing.
11: That's awesome. Or gave it to me.
5: Tell me about the work that you do with other people with disabilities. What's that all about?
10: So I'm on the Board of Governors for uh, UCPLA, United Cerebral Palsy of Los Angeles, and uh, I'm basically just like an ambassador for uh, uh, people with disabilities. I go out and do as much charity work as I can to inspire and help the youth and anybody with disabilities and anybody that interacts with people with disabilities trying to end the stigma that I went through growing up. But, like people with disabilities are much more capable than society gives them credit for was-
5: just makes me feel like a loser. I gotta be honest <laughs> yeah, man. you know I, even gotta, hear, man if the shoe fits, <laughs> <laughs> I got a ukulele last year, Brandon, and I'm convinced that I'm going to be a great ukulele player haven't made I haven't had one lesson yet, and I'm looking at what you went through to play the guitar, and I'm doing nothing over here. I just i again, I feel like a garbage person now
10: just play it. <laughs> Just play it, Bean.
5: Brandon,
4: All right. he is saying aloha a lot. So I am saying that, aloha. Is that That's nice. a good way to get into the ukulele? <laughs> I Just think so. Aloha.
5: <laughs> uh, before we run out of time, Monkey, tell
11: me what's new with Corn. What's going on with you guys? We are working. I, I can't say. Uh, <laughs> I'm not supposed to say, but it's really good. <laughs> so, uh, so you're, you're working.
13: I you're assume in the, the studio.
6: studio.
11: So <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, anyways. You're in the studio. It's going to be out later this year. All right. Okay. Whatever, we, it whatever, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Sure. Sure. Uh, and it's really good. And it's and then a tour. It's in the process. Maybe after maybe, that. Maybe. Maybe okay. tour
4: with whatever it, it is. Pretty tight mm-hmm. to the okay. chest with right.
11: other people really? running around. <laughs> okay. Open mic,
5: monkey. I know we'll see you again, Brandon. I hope we see you again as well. And congratulations, continued success with the Mendenhall experiment. Thank you. Thanks, thank guys. You. Thanks for having me. Oh,
11: the Kevin
12: and Bean Show on K Rock. They're idiots.
0: Call from mom.
14: Put the spring back into your step, and into your home too. Shop blinds.com right now and save up to forty five percent. Up to forty five percent off for a limited time at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
5: I was thinking uh, over the weekend. I don't know why this came to my mind, but um, we've never discussed people who get paid to go into medical clinical trials. I do and, see
6: ads for that on TV all the time, all yeah. the time.
5: Yeah, I, and I think it is a fascinating topic. And I would not at all be surprised if a bunch of our listeners have done that look, or should I uh, should I say listen? Yes, you should. We uh, we've all we were all starving college students at one time, and we all worked as much as we could, but still came up short. This I is sold so- a
6: spleen. <laughs> I sold my spleen. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, I don't think they replace their, oh. or,
6: or transfer spleens. I the guy they, that bought it didn't know that.
5: I guess not. Jokes yeah. on him. Yeah. So there are a lot of people who actually use clinical trials as a way to make some extra cash. How and much money can you make with that? The average clinical trial, Kevin, pays as low as fifty dollars, average to up to around three hundred. Wow. Oh. But there are some that pay a lot more than that. Here's a lady that I found who was that struggling graduate student that we were just talking about and decided that she was going to make some money with clinical trials. She, the resource that she used was called clinicaltrials.gov. Let me type that in. Hold on. clinicaltrials.gov. <laughs> Go ahead and type it in and see what comes up. They give uh, they tell you which clinical trials are happening all over the country. One of the major clinical trials that she participated in was at the National Institute for Mental Health. And, Kevin, you would have loved this one. She was part of a study that that talked about that looked into what the – brain what was happening with your brain when you were gambling oh (laughs) Oh, really so she underwent a series of MRI scans she was part of the control group or so she was told in a gambling study so she got to gamble while lying inside of a scanner if she placed her bets just right she also won money in addition to the pay that she was making from the study she got
6: to gamble as well
5: she made roughly a hundred dollars for every hour that she spent inside the MRI Mm -hmm. excuse me that's not a bad way to go no by the time the study was done, she had accumulated roughly $1,550 over a few days. Wow. After this study closed, she was asked if she wanted to undergo a PET scan for a Parkinson's disease drug study. The only hitch here was that the med- medication was radioactive. <laughs> 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 see, there are some downsides. I mean, some of these studies, they actually give you diseases, you know, because they want to see, you know, how how they are transmitted and how to cure them, right? I've seen this on Passage with Mark She's, Paul Gosler. She said, I make sure to, to ask every question I could think of before saying yes to the study. When I was done, I had $500 in my pocket. After she graduated, she moved to Madison. She looked into clinical trials at the University of Wisconsin. She located a phase three allergy study and qualified for it with a skin prick test confirming that I had a ragweed allergy. Then for the next six months, she took daily medicine, uh, a dose of ragweed extract in order to soften her body's reaction to ragweed and and recorded the allergy symptoms. So then she would go into the lab once a month and get another $75 every month that she came in. So, I mean, she made $675 after that. And she just goes on and on and on. She's just bouncing from one study to another. And it ended up being pretty much a part-time job. Why don't we start with Sam? He's on line one. He's joining us from HB here on the Kevin Beach Show. Sam, we've never talked about this on the show before. Good morning. We're talking about medical clinical
0: trials. You have been a part of one. I have. Uh, I went in. uh, They gave me a shot one day. They observed me for three days in-house. They had this big uh, bunk bed, kind of a, uh, what do you call it? Uh,
6: Jail?
5: Oh, so. <laughs> so you stayed at the place for three days
0: while you were being monitored? Right, because they wanted to do a check your blood pressure and draw blood every hour to make sure, you know, just to check on you.
6: What what and were they was, trying to solve?
0: What were they working on? It what it was a vaccine for uh, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. And then what turns out is uh, it was just something that kills tons of people in the Middle East. But this is just the vaccine. Huh. And then uh, they, uh, when I was all done, when I was all said and done, they gave me fifteen hundred bucks. I had it fifteen hundred month. Yeah, I would go on uh, once a month for seven months, so they can draw blood and do blood pressure and. That was it. Yeah, but also keep that in mind, this is,
7: this is how stranger things happened. <laughs> this is how 11 became 11. <laughs>
5: Caleb is in Laguna Hills. What kind of medical trial were you a part of?
6: Uh, they kept me awake for 64 hours straight Ugh. and did an MRI on my brain every four hours. How did they keep you awake? What were they
5: doing? Did a cattle prod?
6: Dog collar? <laughs> uh,
5: I mean, we watched a lot of TV.
6: Oh, we're losing We just
5: getting really bored and just throwing
6: a ball back and forth for probably about four hours straight.
5: Oh my gosh, what do you, did they tell you what it was they were l- trying to learn from you? Well, they kept like
13: putting bios in our head and like measuring our brainwaves, and I thought it was really weird. So I asked at the end, so what is this for?
6: And they said, oh, this is uh, for the Navy. So they, they torture prisoners by keeping
15: them
7: awake and they want to see how that acts on the brain.
6: Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, okay. listen, we're doing some torturing and uh, we need to try it out on also, someone. Also, <laughs> uh, in
7: between TV shows you're watching, can we waterboard
5: you? <laughs> how much did they pay you to go through that worst three days of your life, Caleb? It was $1,000. So, bucks. right. Uh, as a college student, it was pretty legit. That's pretty okay. strong. Yeah, pretty good. thousand bucks. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's go to one that's a lot more fun. This is going to be uh, TJ, please. Line 7. TJ is in Atwater Village. What
15: did they pay you
5: to do, TJ?
15: Yes, yeah, I saw an ad. This was leading up to the um, Proposition 215 a couple decades back mm-hmm. in The Hollywood Reporter, and they wanted marijuana smokers, cigarette smokers, crack smokers, or non-smokers. And that pretty much described everybody on the planet. So I said, well, that's me. And they had me go in and they brought out this medically uh, machine-rolled joint as big as my thumb. And it turned out it was a bronchial study. So they made me smoke the entire joint. And uh, then they put a tube down my throat just a little bit to scrape a little bit of skin to test the bronchial effects. And they lost my paperwork and had me come back and do it a second time. Fantastic.
7: <laughs> Best case scenario. <laughs> They're the ones losing it, but you're the one with the weed. <laughs> you are right. a hero. Yeah. A hero. <laughs> now,
5: did they also pay you in addition to giving you the good weed? Yes, they they paid me twice
15: because they had me come back. $380 twice. USA! Oh my.
5: USA! Right?
8: USA, Fantastic! USA!
5: Thank you for the call. All right. How about Jenny Line 1, Pasadena? If I'm understanding this correctly, it sounds like maybe there was some free plastic surgery involved. Is that right, Jenny?
6: Yes. Yes. And was this out of the back of a van in a Vaughn's parking lot? (laughs) I'm sorry, no. No.
0: No. uh, When I heard about it, a friend of mine had done a couple of studies. And you're right. There are a bunch of places, especially in Pasadena, that hold all these studies. Mine was a tummy tuck for um, painkillers. So you get the tummy tuck. They give you painkillers. Or do they? They either give you a painkiller or placebo. Oh, Interesting. So, okay. so, so that was a study for, <clears throat> for that. So, leading up to it, you know, you go for your paperwork, fifty bucks. You go for lab work, a hundred dollars. I went to maybe three visits worth mm-hmm. and received two thousand dollars. Wow. Before the surgery, until they told me I was not a candidate because I had a hernia. Uh,
7: oh, what? well, still good, good payout.
0: Yeah. But but I still I still can and then of course they recommended me to a study for (laughs) Hernia.
12: The Kevin and Bean Show. It's cool. I'm guessing it's many things. Cool is probably the one thing it's not. It's not. The world famous K-Rock.
8: Get up, get on up on this. Get up. Get on up on this. Get up. Get on up
3: on this. Get up. Get on up on
7: this. Alright, wish me luck here. Uh, Wish you luck. Yeah, this one's going to be a little difficult to explain. Over the last six months of me being on the show, I think the number one thing that people have reached out to me about, and it's kind of shocking, Mm -hmm. uh, most people have asked me about
6: sneakers. Well, yeah, because you've talked about how you have a collection. I'm a shoe head, as everyone knows. Could have went sneakerhead, went the other way. Sure.
7: Um, And so, I, you know, but I talk about pinball and wrestling and things that I'm into, Mm -hmm. but I don't really, uh, people, I would say I've gotten maybe 20 to 30 messages just asking me how to start, how to get into the game, if I think these shoes are good, if they should pick up this one, are these comfortable, are these good for collectors? Do
6: you do it for an investment or not at all?
7: That's a great question uh, that I don't know the answer to. Okay, I have uh, probably a hundred and fifty pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. I would say I rotate around ten of them. So really, yeah, how many of them are unopened? Oh, well, they're all opened. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah, okay. when I when I got engaged to Danielle, she was uh, smart enough to work through my OCD right. and say, "We'll pull them out of boxes and we'll get you cases." So I have like this very cool display that she mm-hmm. bought me for Valentine's Day one year. That's all like. Uh, Plastic open cases like so so you I can, can see them exactly. Oh, that's pretty Easy. cool. Okay, still the disease is strong and prevalent. That I don't only wear, them all. wear about yeah.
4: 10. Yeah, interesting, but all
7: but then eventually I'll throw those away and then new ones go into the rotation. Okay, so I'm not that unhealthy, but I do <laughs> love shoes and it seems that other people do too. But it is a daunting hobby, mm-hmm. a daunting thing to get into. It can be an expensive thing, too. Absolutely, yeah. uh, but I wanted to help them out and this is the easiest way for me to do so. And I assume that you, uh, don't have the kind of time that, like, a 15-year-old Fairfax high school student has where you have to, like, wait in line right. for hours and maybe even, Sometimes like, days. Overnight. And then online, yeah. even when they're released, it takes five seconds mm-hmm. and they're sold out. And right. these are mostly Nikes are what I collect. Mm-hmm. But this happens with, you know, the Kanye Reeboks and uh, Adidas and, mm-hmm. you know, all those things that are going on. So here we go, guys. This is an app. And it's for the casual fan who's looking to get
6: cool sneakers. Okay. Casual fans. So, casual. Fan. So casual. You don't have to start a collection and do all that 150
7: pure crap. All. You could just get into cool sneakers. It's called Stock X. Okay. It's downloadable. A lot of people might know about it already, but I think um, when I've been taking these questions from listeners, no one knows what it is. StockX. Founded in 2015 by Detroit native Josh Luber. It's a partnership with the Cleveland Cavaliers owner Dan Gilbert. You know him because he went in and out of fights with LeBron James. But he's also an investor and an entrepreneur. And StockX is an online marketplace for buying and selling sneakers online with a very easy to follow interface. And all you need is a beginner level knowledge of the shoe game, which is Mm -hmm. just basically I like these. That's all you need to know. Uh, The site acts as a middleman between buyers and sellers. It's a secondary market kind of thing and it helps uh, kind of change the arduous and sometimes shady task of using ebay or craigslist to buy sneakers can
6: you use like filters for the stuff that you really like versus stuff absolutely you, don't like? you could okay. put a
7: heart on it and then it ends up in your you know sort of in your cash so you okay. can see what you're into all right uh For every purchase made on the app, StockX uses a staff of almost now 500 employees uh, to find experts to make sure everything you purchase is authentic and guaranteed Mm. to be so. Now, this is a problem. Sneakers is such a big business now that you have um, factories in China recreating them and um, having a whole new business for just bootlegs. Right. So shoes that cost, you know, there's shoes on this app that I'm not encouraging you to buy, but there are thousands of dollars worth of shoes. Wow. But then there's normal 150, whatever. That's Uh, a lot, by the way. That is (laughs) a ton (laughs) of money for sneakers. So you no longer have to worry about scammers or fakes, but also the site works as a stock market of sorts, hence the name. You can easily track the aftermarket value of these shoes, what they're selling for, and how many people are buying them. Uh, They also include streetwear, watches, and handbags. Now, I'm just putting you onto the sneakers part. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you could buy something on the site, you could either purchase it immediately for the price the seller is looking to to sell it for. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you're selling it, you put it up, you say, I want $150 for that. Oh, good. I'll buy that. Click the button. So this is a
6: secondary market, though. Absolutely. So the, so the guy who had it may have bought it for $99, he may have. and he's selling it for 150 And
7: it's right there on the site. You okay. can see
6: how much he paid for it retail as well. All right.
7: I just
4: looked up a shoe that I had a long time ago, sure, and I'm going to tell you they were the most comfortable shoes. You know, when I'm out there balling, yes, uh, <laughs> yes, they were the Grand Hill Fila 95. Great shoes, the greatest. Great, they shoes. were so great. And I, they re released them recently. He, yeah, I thought he was super cute. That's why I got the shoes. Of sure. course, 228 is the lowest
7: ask. Yeah, so, you so can I buy can it. now buy or bid. And on the same page, it should tell you the retail, so you can decide whether wow. or not that's a good purchase. This is fantastic. And then on top of that, as you see, you wait, can see. Wait, wait,
4: there's purses.
7: Right, <laughs> that's on. what he said. I said okay, that. I wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, but oh. Also, the other cool part is you can see what other people are paying for the Grant Hills right now, currently on the site.
4: Amazing.
6: Now, so do you look at this in case you want to get rid of some? I've Jensen? done that. I've like, done that. Like, this one is through yeah. the roof. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'll sell it. Yes. Yeah. That happens all the time. No I kidding. normally
7: keep them, but I do buy a lot on this site. And that works. Sometimes you can get shoes for under retail. Wow. So if wow. there's a lot on the site, it costs 180 if you go to, like, a Foot Locker. But on the site right now, it could be 140 Uh The seller pays about 8% to 9.5% fee to StockX. Mm-hmm. The buyer doesn't give any money okay. to StockX. Um, and that's basically... Um, you have to do that uh, and, and link it up to your credit card or PayPal so there's no such thing as not giving the money immediately does that make sense yeah. sure so like you're, there's no world where the guy doesn't pay you on eBay it just takes out the money. Over $2 million is currently being traded daily on StockX Daily. Alone. Daily. $2 million. Uh, once it sells, you sh- the buy, uh, the seller ships the item to StockX within two days. They have to do it within two days. Okay. And then it's authenticated by StockX itself. They put a little tag on it uh, if the sell is real. The company is owned alongside Quicken Loans. It has now raised over $50 million in investors. It could take on way more, but it's decided to sort of uh, just use their own dough. And they're even opening drop-off locations in London, New York, Los Angeles. So if you sell something, you drop it off, you get the money immediately. So
4: you never have to worry about something not being real because if it's sent to StockX and they don't authenticate it, the sale doesn't sale, go through. Sale
7: ends. I actually had that happen. Wow. So I bought a pair of shoes. They shipped it within two days. StockX sent me a nice email that said, hey, listen, man, we're not going to send you the shoes. Giving you your money back. We're sending it back to seller. We can't authenticate.
6: That's fantastic. It's
7: incredible. But the wow. best. Do you know
6: best... if they have purses? <laughs>
4: The and watches. <laughs> Did you mention the watches, too? She was technically <laughs>
7: looking at the site already when I said it. But here's the thing, guys. I'm telling you, there's competition out there like Grailed Goat, uh, which was recently purchased by Foot Locker for 100 million million, one One of their competition. Stadium Goods. This is a business now. Basically, mm. finding secondary shoe market. You will be surprised. You'll love it. You'll be like, oh, these look great. And then $150, I'll buy these. It will happen to you. I will start your disease. Oh, StockX no. is the easiest way to do it at really good prices, and that is my get up on this.
8: Get up! Get on up! All this! Get up! Get on up! All this! Get, up,
12: get on up! On this! Get, up, get on up! On this! I really don't like any of them. The Kevin and Bean Show. How can you say that, bro? So maybe they're not politically correct, but it's funny.
6: <laughs> K-Rock. The headline of the article is Goodbye Handshakes, Some Companies Considering Banning All Physical Contact at Workplace. I uh, have seen a couple of articles like this recently, and I understand
5: that times have changed Mm -hmm. and that Allie no longer wants me to slap her on the ass when she
4: walks by in the hall. Just If you're going to do it, focus on different cheeks, because my right cheek, (laughs) it's like, enough.
7: Or go lower. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I
4: I understand
5: (laughs) that there are people who have taken liberties in the past, and I think in general that this is a step in the right direction. I think it may also be an overreaction, but I will say that when total jobs, whatever that is, they conducted the survey here, found that three out of four people want all physical
6: contact banned at work, that number shocked me. Do you think that most workplaces have, you know, if there's a hundred people there, there's five people that ruin it for all of them?
4: 100 has
6: to be the case, right? Yeah. But also, yes. like, I thought
7: about this when I read the article and I, I figured we every day we come into work and we yeah. see each other five days a week mm-hmm. and we don't hug or handshake when we come in here because it would be way too much. Yeah. There's right. no need for us to do that. So I kind of get that it's overkill. And if someone if I came in every day and, and went to hug Ally after a while you'd be like, This is creepy. Yeah. Well you'd
4: sure. hold on
6: you'd hold on for that five seconds that are too long. He yeah, does and I
4: sometimes just say I believe
6: yeah and yeah. I also when I when I let go I just sw- swipe my hand against her face
7: it's tender Yeah, it's tender uh, but, but this happened with that guy from Pixar remember with John Lasseter mm-hmm. when he was working he was like the head of Pixar was in charge of all the toy stories all these incredible things yeah
4: he
2: was a hugger
7: and then people used to say they didn't like his hugs mm-hmm. and then he got basically pushed out of the
6: company yeah so, But I, I get that I don't. we don't do it every day because that right, would be insane. Makes, you're right. That is an odd thing. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about it that way. Here's the newscast on it.
9: Well, you know, have you ever been approached with a two-cheek kiss? Well, if you didn't expect it, it's totally awkward. Made worse at that timing is a uh, mismatched. You know, I've been there. It's those kind of greetings that has made companies think twice about physical contact in the workplace.
6: I, I only go four kisses. Each sheet. <laughs> Two kisses each
9: cheek. Oh, okay. Because otherwise, if
6: you're not committing, yeah. Right?
9: So, where does that leave the handshake? A survey by Total Jobs found that three out of four people want all physical contact banned at work.
6: Is Total Jobs uh, real? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a sex site, <laughs> doesn't it?
5: I'm
7: just thinking of what kinds of jobs are involved in Total Jobs, and All that's why them. they would
6: want them to stop.
7: Were you looking at Total Jobs again? <laughs>
9: <laughs> the idea is to remove confusion over what kind of touch is appropriate. Now, some companies are considering whether they should prohibit handshakes. I think that's going a little, a little too far.
0: I think it's um.
7: A show of mutual respect.
9: If it's professional, two shakes. I'm okay with it. So is a handshake ban realistic? We would have to rewrite the whole etiquette books. Etiquette expert Dorlisa Goodrich-Young says a systematic... <laughs>
6: we would have to rewrite all the <laughs> etiquette books.
9: Hey guys, what... Uh, is help she
6: real? Huh? I think she is. She's an etiquette expert. Mm-hmm. She has
5: three names too, you'll know. What is considered a problematic handshake? What are they talking about here? Because I think most of us know how a handshake is supposed to work. I mean, is it just, is it uh, the president who pulls you toward him to, for a, a sweet kiss? I mean, I would guess that's what he's of them. handshaking, is that what they're talking
7: I about? Like guess. a thumb rub, like a handshake within the thumb <laughs> rub up top. Mm. That would probably who, be awful. Who's doing that? I don't know. I mean,
14: some friends. Man okay. <laughs> on
9: handshakes doesn't seem likely, but in order to keep it professional, there are some things you need to know.
14: It is a medium- grip, and we meet
9: the web of the other person. Why
6: are you talking like this and explaining a handshake? I want want her banned from the workplace.
9: So when we do this, we are really locking the web. There are a few other big no-nos when it comes to earning respect with the standard U.S. greeting. Hey, what's up? As my unsuspecting co-worker Alyssa found out, anything longer than two shakes is a shake too many. Are we still talking about handshakes? I'm not sure. Right, urinals now. I think, total I
3: think shots? Now we urinals. <laughs>
5: what about, and this is a sincere question, this isn't sexually inappropriate, but what about the people who crush your hand with the handshake? And you yeah, know, Kevin, and I almost ended up in the hospital that time after April Foolishness that. one year. What about
6: that? these hand I, is made out of paper mache mm-hmm. I'd like to ban that. Could we do that? I mean, yeah, the over-aggressive handshake, sure, of yes, course. Yes. Yeah. I'm made of glass, goddammit. <laughs> totally
9: awkward. <laughs> awkward is what you don't want. You also don't want to position your hand flat on top of a coworker's during a handshake. That can be seen as a sign of dominance. Sorry, Josh. How
5: long is this story? Oh, we still have another people? minute. Still have another minute. So wait, so you're telling me that if I shake somebody's hand and then put my other hand to kind of clasp oh, it and kind do of don't do that, Bean. I didn't realize that that was considered inappropriate. That's I thought, that was, I yeah. thought that was. I thought that
6: was just friendly. That's
5: like putting a collar and a
7: leash on them.
16: <laughs> Especially in business, you want to keep it even.
9: Even goes for the grip as well. You don't want to hurt anyone. Trying to out-tough oh. a co-worker, not a good idea.
6: That's a great tip. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This Thank you.
9: is insane. <laughs> because,
6: it's first of so all, stupid. I would
4: much rather have a firm grip than a limp, loose mmm, handshake. I'm sorry. Oh, sounds so sounds like we lighting. all want different things. This is insane
6: to me.
5: Is this I don't remember what channel this is on, but is this on We Have Twenty Four Hours
6: to Fill with this <laughs> one story dot com? Where, not a where lot are you going getting this from? Still we'll have almost another minute.
9: Nor is going as it's called limp fish. Oh. not good. Mm. Not good.
14: No. When we're in professional environments, we just want to stick with the level playing field.
7: Briefing
6: to the point, two shakes, and you move on. <laughs>
17: yeah, I get yeah. compliments on my handshake all the time, so okay. I feel really good. <laughs>
6: hey, let me just say no one gets compliments on their handshakes no, all the time. No. This is not a thing. I no, actually the... give a
4: compliment. When I get a good handshake, no, you don't. I'm like, nice handshake, especially if it's good eye contact, because that is a true sign of someone that knows what they're doing. Did you
6: recognize her voice?
4: I... It's Selma.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, since it seems
9: handshakes are here to stay, what if you're not feeling well? Well, Dulisa says you simply should offer an explanation. And an apology of not wanting to spread germs before denying that shake. And what do you do if you're sick what and you don't this? want to get someone else sick or you don't want mm. to, you know? It's very
13: detailed
6: oh my God. advice
9: on how to <laughs> give a handshake. White
13: people are insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> It's my favorite part
1: of the show when they have the crazies on.
17: I know. I feel so guilty for laughing, but it is so
0: funny.
12: (laughs) The Kevin and Bean
1: Show on K Rock.
12: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
18: Plan savings with uh, three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
6: It's time for a mug's, what are we calling this? Beer Mug Side Hustle. Didn't have his mic on, say again. <laughs> Beer Mug Side Hustle.
12: My name is Beer Mug and I need some money because Kevin and Bean pay really tea. Now I'm looking for a side hustle that will make me rich so I can tell Kevin and Bean that I quit this bitch. It's now time for another installment of Beer Mug Side Hustle with me. Is one of your side hustles
5: doing the worst Jamaican accent ever? And by worst, you mean best. <laughs> Why
7: is it a Jamaican accent? I hope you can get paid for cultural appropriation, because <laughs> then you're good. <laughs> I was uh,
6: thinking about all
5: of uh, Muggs' side hustles, and I think the one that lost him the most money was his uh, his brief attempt of being an Uber driver.
6: Yeah. Well, In that he bought a separate car for that and
8: then didn't right. do it. That's yeah. right.
5: And then didn't do
6: it. Just right. had two car payments, it's dead.
12: So where are we in the side hustle right now? Are you uh, new and refreshed for 2019, dear Mugs? I'm ready to go. After such a humongous year of side hustling with the ASMR video, with my mumble rap gig, I mean, Muggos opening up K-Rock Almost Acoustic Christmas. Yeah. And
7: Bar Mitzvahs.
12: <laughs> and Bar Mitzvahs, yeah. the, the Mitzvah right. Brothers. Um, 2019 has just taken off. Okay. And this all <laughs> is stemming from uh, listener Martin's diss track. For oh. okay, oh, right. So he pretty much came at me pretty hard okay. after I yeah.
6: made Mumble Rap. Okay, so I have a clip yeah. first of Mumble Rap yeah. and then of his Respond. response. Yeah. yeah, and then your new side hustle is going to be what? I'm the best battle rapper in the world. Oh, oh no. dear, he's a battle oh. rapper. Oh, yeah, okay. and he right. looked right at me when he said, he it. did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so here's uh, here's Muggos.
12: What's man? It's Beer Mug. Mugg. AKA Muggos. 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 This is my new song called Mumble Rap. <laughs> I'm about to get it. Looks like you came back for mo. Bring it. I am the star of the show. Beer mug. My belly, I like to show. Hairy. Flabby and feeling like go. Fat ass. No one can mess with my flow. Try it. Jackets don't try this at home. Knoxville. Hate me, but you're the asshole. Douchebag. Something that rhymes with asshole. Finish. Mumble rap. Mumble in. <laughs> this is mumble rap and mumble in. I gotta
6: tell you, you mumble. should have retired right then. Yeah, yeah it that was, was so good. That was so good. It's hard yeah. to follow that up. But,
12: re- you, but Martin, listener Martin, who's a huge fan of the Kevin and Bean show, made this pretty, pretty good diss track. Sup, Muggos? Heard your song on K-Rock.
15: Guess you weren't making it a rock world. Thought you'd give rap a shot, huh? Well, let me put that thought to rest your muggles beer mug whatever your name is hope K-Rock keeps you cause your raps aren't getting famous the things you say it's like your mouth shooting farts you make Bean seem normal and Kevin looks smart your flow was okay but your lyrics below average you sound like an even worse 21 Savage acting like your queen and that was your
12: bohemian we'd rather hear jokes from Armenian comedians
6: I mean I mean really when he goes Armenian comedian you're screwed. Yeah, I mean that's the ultimate
12: pretty hard so yeah, you know he, he obviously I thought it Ended
6: there. If I'm going to be honest, well, I just felt like that listen, was a
12: knockout. He, he he is obviously a big fan of the show, and right. he had a lot to go on and, by knowing everything I've done mm-hmm. on the Kevin and Bean show. Right. right? That's had, how
6: you do battle rap, right? And I had
12: very little, mind you. All I knew really about Martin is that he lives in Glendale. Okay. okay. He's a better okay.
5: rapper than you. Right. That's wow. both.
12: Well, hold on. Okay. So I went into the lab, sat down. Smoked a couple joints, mm-hmm. took a couple sips of 40s. Oh, this uh-huh. is definitely going to be a good rap song, then. Right? <clears throat> Thank you. And uh, I came with my clapback to Martin's Muggos diss track. Sup, Martin. I heard your Muggos diss track on K-Rock. I guess you weren't making it in Glendale. <laughs> Thought you'd give talk and Smack a shot, huh? Well, let me show you why I'm the best. Yo, Martin, Marty, whatever your name is. Is your mouth in outer space? Because you're speaking from Uranus. Yeah, the things I say... They might be dumb, but I do like beats, and I do like playing drums. My flow is sick, yours below average. If Brussels sprouts could rap, you would be sour cabbage. If envy is green, you'll say patty and a leprechaun. Riding Gumby, picking boogers, smoking out with Cheech and Shaw. I've tried lots of diets, but I'd rather drink a six-pack. You went and dissed me, but your insults fell so flat. Your friend should have warned you not to start a war. But bring it, Dr. Martin, it's my pleasure, not a chore. Taco Bell, Burger King, and Panda Express, you forgot to mention when... You can't even come correct. Don't quit your day job. Martin's diss is weak. Never been to Glendale. I hear the gallery is neat. You're bad, and not the Michael Jackson type of way. Everything you said, I say 50 times a day. I signed up for Uber, and yeah, it was a fail. I should probably never step my fat ass up on a scale. Hearing your diss track was really kind of flattering. I'm doing you a favor by responding to your jabs at me. I'm cringy doing interviews and worse than Dodger Blues. But be honest, Dr. Martin, they all know me, not you.
8: I hear your track
12: I'd rather drink cyanide I'd rather hear mama mudstock trash my entire life Rather eat rubber than a double quarter pounder In the food chain of the sea I'm a shark, you're a flounder I hear you talking, Martin But you're just squawking, Martin I'm about to crush your dreams Because you ain't Dr. Martin Try to diss me Emphasis on try to, Martin I think your diss track should probably just retire, Martin No matter where you move From Venice to Santa Monica I don't want that hug and I don't want you wishing me happy Hanukkah. I just killed you on your own feet, Martin. And if you're gonna blah blah and pew pew, why don't you do it with a little more gusto, like blah 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 and
13: pew pew pew. <laughs> Next. Guys, Holy Holy God. God. I'm, I'm just
7: nervous someone's going to die. This is, this is how oh. Tupac and Biggie started. And this just got real? Oh, yeah, this mean, got real? this just got real. Wow. We're officially in beef season. It My is beef season. It turns
8: into
3: sheer delight, orgasmic jubilation. Right? Absolutely. It's breathtaking. It's electrifying as a hairdryer. It's it's all true.
7: That
3: was fantastic. (laughs) Wow. I'm I'm
7: very nervous because he's right in a sense that he has a lot out there. Right. It's almost like, you know, it's like a signed rapper doesn't battle just a kid on the street. because like the kid on the street knows everything about him. Right. Right. He found a way to do it. It you, was amazing. It was very good.
4: I'm going to say I was nervous when you rhymed average and cabbage. Mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> but then,
4: I mean, there were there were moments where I was concerned about Martin's family. Right? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is
5: Big. Now, now, Jensen, you were a great battle rapper at yes, one time. Yes. probably the greatest Jewish rapper of all time, I would imagine. Uh,
7: don't not much competition, but I'll take it. <laughs> okay, mm.
5: um, that's a fantastic technique that Muggs got into, which is to take apart Martin's disses one by one on right? his own beat. On his own beat, right? Yeah. Yeah. On his own
7: beat. I mean, that is uh, that is a technique used to mm. like like Muggo said to murder him on his own beat. Yeah. Uh, I I I I didn't think that at the end of this segment I would say. The ball is in Martin's court. Oh,
8: man.
7: It's on.
12: That was another installment of Beer Mug Side Hustle. Don't quit your day job. It's
7: Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Introducing Rock and Roll. Here's what we're going to talk about. Okay. Chuck E. Cheese Pizza.
8: Mm -hmm.
7: Okay. He has a theory about the slices a full pizza pie that come to you from Chuck E. Cheese. Let's listen to that theory.
18: There's a theory that if somebody at Chuck E. Cheese doesn't finish their whole pizza and there's like a few pieces left, the employee will take that to the back, nope. take those pieces off the tray and form a new pizza with all the other leftovers and then reheat it and serve it to a new customer. No!
5: Okay. Where would a rumor like that even start?
7: Well, he said he used to go to Chuck E. Cheese as a kid and always had a small feeling that that was the case. He then shows us photos, and I'm going to tell you, he has a point. He really? explains what's wrong with the photos.
18: Well, here is a picture of the pizza Chuck E. Cheese. Every piece is a different size. That piece is longer than that piece, which is shorter than that piece. These pieces in the back are shorter than those pieces. <gasps> and none of the pepperonis oh man line up oh it's not just this picture it's almost every picture you find of chuck e. cheese pizza and
7: nobody's talking about it.
4: Okay. No way! So it's not in a perfect circle. Not There's at like all. places missing.
7: Crusts are coming out beyond other crusts. No, like the sli- and also you know how like a slice, you would lay it out and you would then you know use the cutter. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the cutter would go all the way through directly to the you know right like, to the other side. No, no, no. They don't match up at all. The slices don't match up. The the, the oh, distances. No. There's even small patches of no pizza. Oh no! Oh no! In the pie. So he's right. Jensen. He, al- he also says that there was a rumor he had met a girl during high school who worked there, and she was like, "Listen, I can't really go on the record, but we have done that before. It's not a practice all the time." And by so- the way, that would
6: not surprise me all that much. Uh-uh. It, it really would surprise you. It really would. Any
5: restaurant would recycle food from <laughs> another diner's plate.
6: Yeah, Chuckie cheese, Chuck e. cheese. though, stun you, Chuckie Cheese though. You think they just figure they're dumb kids so they'll never know the difference? No, I think the parents are distracted watching the kids and well, then they get the pizzas. And no one pays it. Yeah, no one yeah. pays attention. I didn't know that they s- served alcohol at Chuck E. Cheese. I learned that in this video also. <laughs> I have a question. Now also I want to go there all the time. As
7: right? we go back to the clip, yeah. how did he get Danny Elfman to do the music for the background <laughs> of his history? Hey, listen, he's making a bunch of money over there. <laughs> Side tangent he goes on in the video as well is that Chuck E. Cheese has been run kind of poorly over the past few years. They found themselves in a class action lawsuit from parents who believe that the games at Chuck E. Cheese that were made by the same people who make slot machines are uh, channeling kids to get into gambling. Is that oh. right? On top of that, they have a ton of world star videos online. Oh yeah, everyone's <laughs> fighting. Parents Chuck e. fighting, it's crazy. Uh they've just kind Is of... the claw machine rigged there? Do we know that, Jensen? Uh, I mean, I would <laughs> assume so. You don't want kids running around with dolls of Ren and Stimpy or whatever, right? <laughs> uh, very uh, dated reference. Uh listen, so they go to a Chuck E Cheese. Okay. As soon as they walk in, on the top sign it says our pizzas made fresh. <laughs> On top of that, the plates say it. The numbers they give you for the pizza to come out at your table, they also say the pizzas are made fresh. Doth protest too much, in my opinion. Uh, But guess what? When the pizza comes, it's brutal.
18: It's weird because it looks like it was cooked the same amount throughout. Whoa. It's like jagged. I want to see if the cut's... The cut's not even... look...
3: I mean this one is way off. Wait, okay,
18: let's let's push it together. Maybe it's an optical illusion. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Thank you
8: so much. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. <laughs>
7: Dealing with the waitress at the same time. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, your pizza's garbage. Uh, <laughs> is very funny. But yeah, I mean, it does look like they took a lot of jagged slices and then poured a little bit, like, sprinkled a little bit of cheese on top of that, then cooked it again. Because oh, there's like a no. little bit of cheese in between them, Interesting. too. The pepperonis Ugh. don't
5: match up. Anyway. I'm horrified, you guys. I mean, I've never, look, ever though. been to Chuck E. Cheese me- in my
6: life. Yeah. And I guess I'm not gonna start now. Let me just say on the other side, mm-hmm. what are you expecting from Chuck E. Cheese when you go there? Well, that's in the video as well. Okay. It's like, what do you think you're gonna get into? <laughs> but I mean,
7: recycled pizza is pretty it's, high up there. Sure, yeah. They leave the pizza out on another table during cleanup and they use a great part of the video where the cleanup crew goes over there and cleans everything around it except the pizza leaving it on the table. <laughs> Uh, It's it's a very weird moment. But anyway, eventually some fans recognize Shane Dawson because I think it's hard for him to go anywhere and not be recognized at this point. And he talks to one of the waitresses who won't really go on record and say no. She just sort of laughs and kind of walks it off. Uh, So they take their pizza home. Uh, and they also go to Home Depot at the same time, and they pick out a long, like a long, like a blade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they they want to show how the pizza would come together, and, and let's hear that process.
18: I think we've proven that these two halves were never together. <laughs>
7: yeah. <laughs>
18: okay. Now, this is not good. When you line all these up by the tips, I
7: mean, it's crazy. It's actually insane. <laughs> And yeah, it doesn't match up. The pizza doesn't match up. I mean, up. but
6: don't you know that by looking
7: at it? Yes, but now once you scientifically get in there, there's humanly no way it matches up. This God sounds either. pretty convincing to me, you guys. This is his consensus.
18: So okay, here's the consensus. Um, I don't know, and I hope it's just optical <laughs> illusion. Are you
3: try- uh, You think that this was this the same pizza the whole time? This is one pizza with yeah. is different coffee? Oh, that's what you're trying to say. I'm
18: trying to prove anything to make it so that Chuck E. Cheese isn't actually doing this.
6: I I did not think this was going to happen. So you watched an hour
4: and a
18: half
6: for the conclusion of... I don't know. So Why I ha- didn't
4: he just say, I don't want
7: Chuck E. Cheese to sue me?
6: He did say that a okay. bunch, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh,
4: so
7: much so that Chuck E. Cheese came out yesterday. The claims made in this video about Chuck E. Cheese and our pizza are unequivocally false. No conspiracies here. Our pizzas are made to order and we prepare our dough fresh in restaurant, which means they're not always perfectly uniform in shape, but always delicious.
8: Mm. <laughs>
6: I'm doubting
7: that.
8: How could it not be? Uh, uh, I think
5: think I'm team Dawson on this one, you guys.
7: All you got to do is go to Google, type in Chuck E. Cheese pizzas, and you'll see the pictures. (gasps) And it's going to be hard to deny, guys. But (laughs) again, they serve alcohol, so who knows? So that makes it easier to put down the old pizza. Yeah, and also you can just push your kids off. Sorry. Hit it.
1: Gentlemen, I don't mind telling you, I've never heard a bigger crock of bull crap in my life. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. K-Rock.
6: I'm looking at the clock,
5: Kevin. I nope. don't think we're going to have plenty time. of time. No, Listen. it looks like we're running kind of late mm-hmm. here. To before get the Kevin and
6: Bean thing. show started, oh. back in 90 when the Kevin and Bean show started, it, it was not the beginning of Bean's career. No. Nor mine, actually. Mm-hmm. But Bean, before then, was using the stage name Flash Phillips. And I feel like I should say again so you don't think I'm a total a-hole. Well, let's wait until we hear the tape, but go ahead. It was given to me. Right.
14: I was
5: I started work at a new radio station, WAVA, in Washington, D.C., and five minutes or so before I went on the air, my program director said, what are you going to call yourself? And I said, well, I'm going to use Gene Baxter, like I always have. That's my real name. Oh, no, that's not... I can't... No, we need something, something show busy for the kids. You're going to be Flash Phillips. Did you say, is there a second option? <laughs> Look, it was my first day of the job. I was happy and I felt lucky to have the job, so... I was Flash Phillips for three freaking years. Wow. And uh, I have not... I I saw that this tape was posted on some Radio Rewind site the other day. And I listened to 15 seconds of it, Kevin.
6: And then I sent it to you because I said, I don't even want to hear this. I don't even want to hear this. So, Bean uh, talks three times as fast as he does now. Mm -hmm. He also has giant echo on his voice at all times. Okay. (laughs) And this is Flash Phillips. WBA. hi.
19: Hi, um... I'm trapped here in this teller's um, booth at this bank until 8 o'clock. I'm kind
3: of bored. Um, this is the station. Um, do you mind playing uh, Bang-A-Gong by Power Station? Oh, I was just thinking about that record. That would sound good tonight.
8: Okay.
3: A nice hot it. night in D.C., the Power Station cranking out of the radio. So you say you're in a bank and you're bored? Yeah, I'm trapped in like um, one of them photo Man booths. And, um, have, you know, uh, sir, have, have you considered uh, embezzlement?
0: <laughs> that would help a whole lot, by the way.
3: Well, I mean, seriously, it would certainly spice up the evening. Just, uh, just my advice, sir, but then I'm a known convict. Thanks for the call. Well, thanks a lot. Okay, bye
6: now. Listen to That's Flash pro, man. Phillips. Flash right. is a killer. Right? I hate it. I hate it so much. Then he much. comes out of that song
3: saying... <laughs> "Banging that gun, singing that song off Countback Disc. It's the Power Station. Great album, especially <laughs> thanks to Andy Taylor, formerly Duran Duran on that one. Some great guitar work there. And Andy, my gosh, is his career happening in a big way or what? First, he was supposed to open for David Lee Roth last fall at the Baltimore Arena.
6: Listen to the echo. It's just crazy. When does he breathe? He does it. He never did. For like 10 years, he didn't breathe. Uh,
3: He was supposed to open uh, this summer out at Merriweather Post Pavilion for the Psychedelic Furs. He got booted off that tour. For about two minutes, he was scheduled to open for Heart this year at Merriweather, and now he's not going to do that either. Meanwhile, his former buddies in Duran Duran played a sold-out house at Madison Square Garden last night. So was that a happening career move or what? Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Andy Taylor, folks, now you're in the groove, okay? 432-WAVA is my number. We're taking your votes for the Hot 8 to 8. On the way, it's a 10-in-a-row power play, including the brand-new song from Madonna that we played first for you this morning with Jim Elliott around 10 o'clock. Also coming up, George okay. Michaels' I Want Your Sex and Atlantic Star by request is next.
6: Look, Bean, uh, you...
4: how much cocaine? Unrelated.
6: <laughs>
7: Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Are you the Micro Machines guy? What is it? And also, are you recording in a hall? Where <laughs> yeah. are you? Look. That was the
5: trend back then. It was, was everybody that had that echo. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. ridiculous. Guys, I first of all I'm exhausted even hearing <laughs> right. the tape. So <laughs> Second of all, I, I would so make fun of this DJ. Oh, of course. <laughs> I would so make
6: fun of him. This guy is worse than D's, he's worse than Secrets. But you wouldn't have made fun of him when he was him. I guess. Pretty good. I no, not pretty good. Listen to the giveaway that the morning show's got going on.
3: W-A-V-A, Power 105, Don Drummond and Mike O'Meara are incredibly wacky and they're doing it again tomorrow as it's free money Thursday. The Zoo Boys will be handing out instant cash. I can't I can't say this on the radio that it's tax deductible, can I? Well, it's undeclared income tomorrow morning with Don and Mike, uh, $10.50 in cash to the first 105 people that show up with $10.50. <laughs> what? what?
6: What are they going to do with $10.50? <laughs> and you don't have to declare it, so that's
3: the good news. They say to call by, so that's it. All the details tomorrow morning from 5.30 till 10 on Washington's favorite early morning zoo. Right now, by request for everybody, here's George Michael and I want your...
8: Uh, was it, request- it. Was it
6: requested by everybody? I mean, it was probably a very hot slog <laughs> at that time. Now he moves on to the 4th of July in Washington, D.C.
3: And what's going on? Lovely Debbie Gibson, Power 105, WABA by request. That's only in my dreams. doing from the Cutting Crew is standing by and the new music power playoff in about 20 minutes as Los Lobos La Bamba. Listen to the music he's got going <laughs> too, man. He's jamming that bed. Tries to make it four big nights in a row. I'm Flash Phillips at 432-9282. Hi, you're on the air. I, um, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I
0: want to know. I if- Chris
3: Jagger, ladies and gentlemen, Chris
5: Jagger. Yeah, that was my evening competitor on oh. the other radio oh, station in town, T-107. Were, you, know I mean? you
13: were S-talking.
5: That's exactly what I was. That's Oof. who that was,
13: yes. Wow.
3: Hi, W E B A.
13: Yes, sir. I was wondering, do you know who's playing at the 4th of July
3: now? Well, there is no 4th uh, of July show downtown uh, in terms of pop acts. Uh, they have usually some uh, some marching bands, stuff like that. But there there's no big hoopla like there used to be. How come? When did you start?
6: And by the way, he's got this music going, but he'll take forever to talk about the Fourth of July, <laughs> And why
3: it's not happening, who's not there, and who was there? Oh, a couple years ago, it got too big, sir. The last time we did it, when we had everybody and his mother here, uh, and your mom says hello, uh, we had seven hundred and fifty thousand. 000- <laughs>
7: Your mom can, we get, can we get flash films for this show? Right?
3: Please stop. Please stop. Well, a couple of years ago, it got too big, sir. The last time we did it, when we had everybody and his mother here, uh, and your mom says hello, uh, we had 750,000 people down there. So oh, right they just screen decided screen, to scale it down because it cost too much money to clean it up. two years ago, right? Yeah, that's right, sir. Yes, who was down there? Uh. That was the Joan Jet, and the Blackhearts, the Beach Boys, the Oak Ridge Boys, oh, yeah, Jimmy so Page, uh, New Edition. Uh, okay. We brought John Lennon back, you recall? I mean, it was a big day. It was a lot of fun, but it was just too big for the city. The last year was the year they started this stuff. Exactly. They started the family affair downtown. Oh, my God. All right, sir. Well, there you go. Uh, glad to help. Thank you very much. Okay, bye. And I was thinking maybe this year we could get Menudo for the 4th of July, huh? That would be spanking. I'm it sorry. Would be what? what? That, that would
6: be spanking? Spankin'? I'm sorry. It would be what, Bean?
5: <laughs> I, you heard it. That
6: would be spanking. <laughs> hey, that was the last time I was ever recorded on tape. Oh, no, no, it continues. Oh, please, please. We're, we're out, out of time. <laughs> so now he makes a Menudo joke and he's getting called on it. Uh, WBA, hello? Uh, well, did I ask
0: you a question? Yeah, sure. Uh, why are you calling on Menudo? No, I love Menudo. Sure. No, 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 you read me all wrong.
3: uh one of my favorite bands. I have all their records. I have posters at home. I went to see them at the Warner Theater. I have a Menudo t-shirt. I swear to you, I'm not lying. Okay, do you know anything? Are they coming here on concert August 1st? I don't know. They're still trying to break in the new guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that entails. <laughs> uh, you know, a weekend at their farmhouse in Connecticut, maybe uh, with a horse. I don't know, but uh, no, just a joke. We'll let you know the minute we hear anything. We are your official Menudo station. You know that.
0: Okay, I remember that.
3: Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye bye. She bought it. I that was incredible. That was <laughs> good really good. God. Flash killing it. I'm telling you, he does kill it.
6: <laughs> All, <laughs> All right, that's the end of I that. There's one more I clip, and more. I just oh, come like come on.
3: W.A.B.A. Power 105 with far and away the most tunes in Washington. Nobody else evens come close. I'm Flash Phillips and I got a great new song. Who's that girl? The latest from Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> and you know what Madonna
11: is? That would be spanking.
12: <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock
3: K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
6: Dr. Drew agreed to come on to talk about this topic. Dr. Drew is loves us and loves our topics. He takes them very seriously. Hey, take
20: your topics that you asked me to address.
6: (laughs) I'm sorry, you (laughs) just came in just right after our topics. Do You love them.
20: I I love you, and I'll take your topics. Okay, thank you
6: very much.
5: Thank you. We saw this story this week. It was all over the internet. Gas can leak out of your mouth if you hold it in. And it seems like it's based on actual research that you shouldn't try to stop your farts from coming out because they might somehow get absorbed to somehow into your circulation and come out your mouth. And we just thought that was too gross and too weird to be true. Do you believe it, doctor?
20: Well, well let's just say it doesn't. It doesn't pass the sniff test. Ah! <laughs> you, you even uh, stayed away from the word smell. <laughs> Have you ever smelled someone's mouth smell like a fart or methane gas? Uh, I mean, there's bad breath, but that is that is anaerobic bacteria that's produced in the back of your tongue. A fart smell is methane produced by bacteria in your gut. So what happens if smell. you hold
6: it in too long, Dr. Drew? Where does it go?
20: It, it can absorb. There can be some absorption of it. It can sort of – but then it gets incorporated into other molecules. It, it, it's not as though it comes out as a – This is what people get. Doctor Drew, we read
7: this on the internet.
20: Did you miss that part?
7: My mom shared this on
20: Facebook. Right. I get it has to be true. It has to be right. But people get very have very strange ideas about what happens to things once they get absorbed into our bloodstream. Believe me, there's not a connection between your colon. And you're, well, there is a connection between your colon and your mouth. I think so. We're just one giant, we're ju- one giant tube. Right. But things don't get bad, back up through the small intestine. They can't. That
4: they is just don't not get through sexy. There, so. We're just no. one giant yeah. tube.
8: <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, look, I don't know what you call yours, Allie, but that's what Dr. Drew calls his. So you're saying that regardless of how many prestigious websites and articles uh, we saw, <laughs> saw on the Internet on this, that you're, you're saying the science does not hold up, that you cannot fart out of your mouth if you hold it in.
20: I'm saying the notion is flawed. I'm saying that okay. the gas can be absorbed to some degree, but it's not as though it comes out of your mouth in the same form it was reabsorbed. All, All right.
5: Like that. that is that is thing one. And I, I know you're thinking, oh, I dodged that bullet. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Thank God I can get off the phone and go back to my real life. But here's thing two. The Daily Mail posted an article this week about a, a, apparently a thing that is happening called pgasms. There are women who claim that they are achieving orgasm by urinating after holding it in. Releasing the urine at that point when your bladder is overfilled is said to cause cause shivers from the spine to the head. It's a bizarre new sex trend. Could there be anything to this, Dr. Drew?
3: Well,
20: let's just first say that when things want to come out of your body, you need to let them come out, whether it's a sneeze or urine or a fart, whatever it might be. Wherever you generally are, just agree. let it
6: go. <laughs>
8: yes,
20: yeah, Generally, let's agree those things need to come out. So I'm okay. not advocating holding your urine. You can get urinary tract infections. It can be a real problem. Uh, you, you, you can have issues. but. This is not a new phenomenon. This has yes. been well known for a long time. Okay. Yeah, we used to talk about it. We used to talk about it on Loveline all the time. Really? And there's sort of two 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 aspects to it. One, one because people would call in and say this happened to me, and we go they they were sort of freaked out. They thought they were broken. Uh, and there's another phenom- phenomenon that for some women, if they hold urine, they can in- intensify their orgasm. But that usually doesn't upset people. And again, not good for you. More okay. more towards urine infection that way. But but in terms of the pegasm thing those tend to be women that are already highly orgasmic like hmm. they sort of prone to multiple orgasms anyway and this is just another sort of way of activating and sort of um cheese morning radio uh Mm. In, uh, influencing that part of your body, okay?
4: <laughs> or but, as I like to call those women, lucky as hell, right? <laughs>
8: He's with me. But, but, except
20: what, I'll tell you what—it's—it's it's when you talk to those women, they're very disdainful of other women who have difficulty with orgasm because they can't understand what your problem is because it's so easy for them. Well, tell them to and shut up, really, <laughs> right? Stop I
8: bullying. Do, I do, I do.
20: But, but doctor, okay, um, help,
5: help, help me out with with the the human body aspect of this. What does the bladder have to do with whatever the part of a uh, of a woman's body produces orgasms because I don't really believe women have orgasms so I just I'm just putting it out there because <laughs> most people do you don't know, from okay. experience right. right but uh, what does the bladder have to do with this what does it press against
20: I, I understand you've never seen one in real life <laughs> right but, uh-huh, um, exactly in, in nature. Uh, but essentially, first of all, you're constricting the muscles there, which is some people need that as a sort of a precursor to orgasm, some women. Uh, also there's in a lymph, as you, as you increase the pressure down on the bladder, um, there's increasing arousal men wake up in the morning with arousal, right? So some of that is a spinal reflex and some of that is blood and lymphatic, um, sort of engorgement, let's say.
6: Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah, but why yeah, does yeah. the P come
20: in?
4: Because you're the, the, holding the pee in the P, you're like constricting pink. your walls oh. down there, if there you know you what I'm think,
20: saying. Think, 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 of, of, think of what happens to you <laughs> think about morning and men. Morning and men, sure. right?
5: Right. Yeah, I pole vault and out of bed.
8: Your... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
5: This is the worst day. <laughs> All right. So you're saying farting out of the mouth is a no. p is possible. It happens with people, but you don't recommend it. That's the takeaway.
20: I don't recommend it. And if, you, if it happens to you, you're not broken.
5: Okay, fair enough. See, this is why we go to Dr. Drew. Who else could possibly give us this good advice, right? <laughs> Drdrew.com is where you want to go for all the great <laughs> He lets podcasts, us know we can't the, fart out of our mouths. <laughs> including the Dr. Drew podcast, the Adam and Dr. Drew podcast, the Swole Patrol with Mike Catherwood, and the new Dr. Drew After Dark with Tom Squirrel, which is great. The current episode of Andy Dick is well worth your time. <laughs> Dr. Drew, He's come on!
7: Passing out. <laughs> the uh, uh,
5: radio show is 790 KBC from noon till 3 and the Heal app on App Store or Google Play. See a doctor now in the comfort of your home. Thank you so much, Doc, for the time. Have a great hey. week. We'll do it next Thursday.
20: And always just so proud after I leave
5: you. Right. You
8: should be. <laughs>
12: Thank you. You're not doing good so far. So far, the Kevin and Bean show. You're not doing good on K-Rock. K-Rock.
5: You guys, mm-hmm. it happened again. Somebody had to cut off his own leg.
12: I, uh,
15: it
5: happened
7: again. <laughs> it happened oh, the again. old
5: classic story. All the time. I oh. can't turn on the news without seeing somebody have to amputate something. I'm getting sick of it. I want you to hear the story from Kurt Kaser's mouth himself. He's in Omaha, Nebraska. He is a farmer who just made a simple mistake and uh, was faced with that decision about cutting off his own leg. And we'll talk about whether you could do it. I'm telling you right now, I couldn't.
19: Unloading corn and into a bin, we're moving corn and taking from one place to the other. And-
16: 63-year-old Kurt Kaser has been a grain farmer for more than 40 years but it was one simple mistake that could have cost his life. By the
5: way, this dude is incredibly chill through this entire interview as he is describing what has to be the most harrowing experience of his life. You'd hope. It's, (laughs) yes, (laughs) it's unbelievable how laid back he is telling the story that, a story that ended up with him amputating his own
19: leg. If I could have got by that first load unloading, I think I'd have thought of it or seen it, but I was in that routine like I always used to do and i I just i didn't think of it
16: he says he stepped out of his truck turned around the corner
19: and stepped in the hopper in that little hole
5: by the way i have uh uh, been made fun of many times on this show for talking about putting things in the hopper Mm -hmm. (laughs) apparently the hopper is the real thing and it's a piece (laughs) of farm machinery that uh, that corn goes through and that's what this dude stepped into
19: it just sucked my leg in and and i was trying to pull it out and it kept Pull on. And
16: there was no one around to help.
19: When it first happened, I can remember telling myself, this ain't good. This <laughs> is not good at all. He's... Quick deduction there.
5: <laughs> is it a little bit of an understatement? Yeah. So
19: picture it. So your leg
5: is in the hopper, okay, which mm-hmm. is just basically a big hole where the grain's supposed to go. And it's stuck. You have tried, obviously, to pull it out, and you can. And you feel that it is sucking you further in. Oh, geez. Like a uh,
7: corn quicksand.
5: Exactly. Uh-huh. It has to be unbelievably terrifying, as you can hear in his voice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, his blood pressure, I can
7: hear it even now.
5: Yeah, he has to, obviously, he still hasn't recovered from the
19: drama. No.
16: Kaiser couldn't find a cell phone to call anyone, his desperation growing.
19: I, I thought, how long am I going to stay conscious here? Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I didn't know what to expect. And then I felt it jerk me again. I thought, well, I was going in and... They're going to grab me and pull me in further.
16: And he was left with just one option.
5: Okay. Oh, no. It's you, Allie. You're left with that one option. Can you do it?
4: I cut off my leg. Mm-hmm. From what? the, what part?
5: It looks like, uh, based on the stump, it looks like it's
7: just below the knee. Ooh. With a pen knife. Yeah, that's also a concern. What's a pen As yeah, knife? I do need to know what that is because I, weapon wise, if I mm-hmm. have like a machete, yeah, yes. just one chop, I think I could do yeah. it. But if yeah. you're saying I have, you know, like a, a corn on the cob end, and I have to just slowly stab fast <laughs> oh, no. on my leg, I probably won't
5: do it. That's what he has to do. He has to. He has a little. I mean, he has a pen knife
7: in his pocket. Explain what I'm. Both Ali is and that I, like
4: a Swiss Army knife yes
7: okay okay stop no, saying yes. pen knife no yeah. one
4: says pen knife well that's what it's called
5: okay All right. i would so, not yeah. use no
7: i would <laughs> not do this i would so, I'd just call it a day
5: so you have to not only cut through the skin but uh. then obviously the tendons and the muscle and at some point and i don't know how it works with bone i can't imagine you can even cut through the bone i would think you'd have to reach down and just pull the bone out okay. of the socket good morning everyone well, this is what I'm saying. This is the decision that's ahead of him. And I'm asking, oh, Allie, man. do you just die? Do you just wait to get sucked into that machine or pass out from the pain? Or are you able to make that first cut? Rest in peace, Allie. Rest in peace, speed. How about yeah. you,
7: Jensen? I'm, I'm calling it a day because of the knife. <laughs> I would it's be not- fine with a strong, you know, cut co, the one that goes through a rope that people try to sell you in high school. Okay. Yeah. I'd be yeah. fine with that. But I think. Proper
5: tools, you'd be able to do it. Yeah,
7: you give me like a plastic knife. This is, I mean, it's nothing. I can't can't even
5: imagine. And by the way, they don't say anywhere in the story, and I'd love to know how long it took him
7: to take off his own
5: leg. But he has no other choice. He can't reach a phone. He's out there all by himself on the farm. Let's hear
19: more. When I had my pocket knife in my pocket, I thought, well, the only way I'm getting out of here is cut it off. So I just started sawing on it. Mm.
16: He amputated his own leg.
19: When I was cutting it, the. Nerve endings. I could feel them just ping when, every time I when I'd start sawing around that pipe.
5: I want you to think about the nerve endings. Oh man. Jesus. Who's hungry? I, I couldn't do it. This dude is sixty-three years old. He's in Omaha, Nebraska, and he's able to do it and he's so
7: chill about I it. I know, he's wow. talking like the same way I do if I have a hangnail. You yes! know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, I'm just gonna get a band-aid real quick and fix it up and maybe cut it off with a little cuticle cutter.
19: <laughs> just like the casual wants it. Well mm, let me go. So I got the heck out of there.
16: He then army crawled 150 feet across the farm.
5: <laughs>
8: okay. Oh, my so,
16: gosh, this man. So when he says he got
5: the heck out of there, yeah, you heard what that involved. It involved him crawling back to the house to make a phone call.
4: How do you not bleed out?
7: Yeah, that I don't How, get. Uh,
4: not only bleed out, pass out anything yeah. yes. that would have ended this.
5: Yes, <gasps> not just the not just the loss of blood, not just the pain, but just the stress. Also yes. the shock, of- yeah. And shocked, yeah. yeah, it's it's unbelievable. He was not found laying with one, you know, with half of one leg missing, just right there, you know, dead in his driveway. Yeah, it's I, incredible.
7: I, I stubbed my toe and army crawl <laughs> down this down the, near the stairs to where Danielle is. I like I can't and I'm like, can I make it?
16: <laughs> he then army crawled 150 feet across the farm to the nearest phone to call for help.
19: I stayed conscious all the way to the hospital. I remember I'm being being unloaded up here. And-
5: He's a superhero, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. Stay conscious.
16: Despite what happened, Kayser's occupational therapist Danny Willie, says his attitude has been extremely positive.
19: I ain't too bad.
16: Pretty nonchalant about everything that actually happened, like it was no big deal. It know?
19: is what it is. Make the best of it. Is all you can do. I mean. I mean,
5: it is what it is, you guys. Wow. I just cut off my old leg. It is what it is. How do you stay so nonchalant about this? How weed. This that- weed.
7: Probably weed. Maybe weed. I can't... I, mean, I don't even get this guy. Corn?
5: I mean, I would... I would never... Yes, corn. I, yeah. The band. I would, no, I meant the band. Oh,
4: he listens to a lot of corn? Yeah, okay, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs>
5: I would never stop, and this is not to my credit to admit this, but I would never stop being so mad at myself and feeling so sorry for myself and just... And just not being able to accept it. This dude has already moved on. Can't wait to, to for it to for the wound to heal enough so that he can get his prosthetic and get back on the farm. All he wants to do is get back and start start you know harvesting wheat again, not corn. I, no, it's probably or corn <laughs> <laughs> or, or corn. Right.
19: Make the best of it is all you can do. I mean, it could always been worse. I paid the price here of being in a hurry and not paying attention. Basically.
5: That's all it is. I just wasn't paying attention, you guys. Wow,
4: God bless this guy. God
5: bless him. The trooper. Yeah. Kurt, uh, Kurt Kaser. We call him Hoppy, but uh, well <gasps> done. Congratulations, sir.
0: The Kevin and Bean
12: Show. Just, 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 just not, uh, not funny. j rock Welcome to Is It Racist?
13: Can you help me out? Because I have no clue. Is it racist? I don't know. Do you? Is it racist? Come on in. Now.
6: That's a peppy little song for Is It Racist? Yeah. I, I asked Noah if he could do a hip hop version, and he said, <laughs> uh, No,
5: that would be racist. So we're learning as we go. Look, we're a bunch of white guys and gals, so we're not the ones to decide. That's why we invited you, the African American listeners of the Kevin Bean Show, to call in. All the phones are busy, so here's the story, and then we'll go to you, and you can tell us what you think. Gail King actually stirred up this controversy. On her Instagram, she put up a photograph of O Magazine, which, as you know, is Oprah's magazine, uh, of their creative director named Adam Glassman. Now, in the photo, he is wearing a sweatshirt. He's a white guy. Mm -hmm. He's wearing a sweatshirt that says, black don't crack. OK. OK. We've, we've all heard that expression because African-American people are so lucky that you can't tell if they're 30 or 70 because somehow. Yeah. White people are incredibly jealous of that. We get very wrinkly and very saggy, but black people look fantastic as an older person. Right. So he's a white guy. Wearing a black don't crack shirt. Now, again, he's working for Oprah. He's working at O Magazine, which is a predominantly African-American work environment. But he is a white guy and he is wearing it. So Gail King says she loves the sweatshirt, but she asked her followers to weigh in on whether it was racist or not. Should Can he pull it off? Should be he be allowed to wear that sweatshirt? And there were thousands of comments, lots of different opinions. Some were in favor of the choice, saying he can wear it even though it doesn't apply to him. Others were saying he can wear it as long as he uh, can explain it which, by the way, seems like a very dangerous area. It's like Dave with his, remember Dave with his NWA NWA shirt? He couldn't exactly stop everybody that saw him and say, no, no, I love the band. It's not racist. I love the band. So uh, grass is green, water is wet, the Pope is Catholic, and black don't crack, one follower said. With the hashtag, the facts of life. So opinions all over the place. I don't know what to think about this. It seems to me like it could definitely be problematic, him showing up at work like that, like like he's sort of pretending to be one of his black fellow employees, and he clearly isn't. So we thought we'd take it to the listeners. Let them help us know, is it racist? Is it racist? Brian Long Beach. Hey, Brian, how you doing, man?
20: Hey, what's up, Joe? You heard Love the story. Joe. Thank, you very,
5: Thank much. you very much. We appreciate it. You heard this story. What do you think? Black don't crack. Okay for a white dude to wear it or not?
20: I think it's cool for a white dude to wear that. But uh, I think it also would have to be in, in certain situations. Like, I wouldn't wear it to work just in case. He would offend somebody. That's a whole different error,
6: Right, but he was
5: at Oprah, so... Yeah. He works in a predominantly African-American environment. We assume that he is friends and friendly with all the people that he works with. I mean, he has a pretty senior position in the magazine. Does that make a difference to you?
20: No, nah, it doesn't, because it's still a workplace. I mean, certain things you wouldn't wear. You wouldn't wear an NWA t-shirt to work. All right, so yes sure. or no?
6: Are you saying Yes. It's racist?
20: I'm saying yes outside of the work environment where you wouldn't have to deal with the question that they're asking right now. Okay. Okay. All right.
5: right, So we're going to put him down for a yes for racist at work. I mean, environment. Yeah. Javier up next. He is on line three. Now, are we accepting Javier as a
3: black man?
6: Nope.
8: (laughs) That is (laughs) racist. That is
6: racist. racist. Javier, what's your last name? Martinez?
15: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Leon, actually.
6: Ah, okay. Oh, okay. So you're. (laughs) All right, I won't even
5: delve into Hispanic it any deeper. i not
15: black, but, you know, I look more black than I do Hispanic.
5: Okay, all right, you can, <laughs> you can be an honorary African-American even though you're black. <laughs> right.
15: All right, black don't crack, some, what say you, sir? Good. You know, it depends on the context, just like Brian was saying, I think before, I think it depends on where in the setting where you're wearing it. If it's a bunch, of, a bunch of, like, white people, you kind of got a question and be
6: like, what kind of crack are
15: they talking about,
8: Oh, you
6: know? Yeah, but he works at Oprah Magazine.
15: Yeah, I think in that case, I'd say no, because not it's somebody racist. who I would, I, would, I would assume is conscious and um, has a, you know a good understanding of where he is, and I'm not going to take anything wrong with that in that scenario, but I, I, I'd i give a no. All
5: right. Okay. You say no. All right. Thank you for the call. One, one yes, one it. no. Let's do one more. Let's make it the tiebreaker, and let's make it a lady. This is going to be Erica Sherman Oaks up next. Erica, <laughs> welcome to the Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Bean Show. How are you today?
2: Good morning, Kevin Bean. Popo good morning.
5: <laughs> Popo's out. out I... you. You get the, the final vote.
2: It is, racist has a negative or positive connotation. I believe it does? in a positive, yes, it can. How can it, it be it can positive? Be, it can be racist? positive
5: because you say Asians are good was, at math. That's a positive thing that you're is, saying, but it's a racist thing to say. I think that's what Erica said. a
2: perfect example. It is racist. Like the gentleman was saying at the top of the conversation, he was asking about the portion at the bottom. Does it say facts? It's a fact that black don't crack. And the darker, the berry, the sweeter, the juice.
8: (laughs) That too.
6: That's what a shirt should have said.
2: (laughs) That being the case, while it might, it's kind of like stereotypes. Only racist has a more negative connotation. So if you're taking a negative connotation, it's negative. But it is also the truth in as much as it is a
6: true statement. I'm trying to figure out whether you're voting yes or no.
2: It is a vote. No, because I'm going to go with the positive. Yes. It is not racist. Not racist. Okay. All right. well, I'm, gonna, as,
7: I'm ordering mine right now. From no, 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 Just, you're not. As a Jew, uh, I'm good with numbers. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's not racist. Not racist. <laughs> yeah. All
5: right, Erica, thanks so much for listening. This has been Is It Racist? Is
12: it racist? Is it racist? Is it racist? Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q.
6: As you know, here at the Kevin and Bean Show, we tackle the biggest issues of life. Yeah. and well, We on... already killed Valentine's Day. We took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> and on Friday, we started having an argument about uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos. When
10: mm. I eat hot Cheetos, I get crazy. I just love hot Cheetos! I love somebody) so much! <laughs>
6: And I got to tell you,
5: I was thinking about this. You know, Corolla is famous for being able to complain about anything. Right. I don't know how Jensen is able to find anything wrong with hot Cheetos because they are n- very nearly perfect.
7: I love, that's not the problem. I love hot Cheetos. I think they might be the best snack on the rack, if you know what I mean. Okay. My problem is, and this is very real, I don't want anyone to think <laughs> that I'm doing this for the radio or anything like that. As someone who has OCD, one of my bigger issues is that I don't like food on my hands. Mm-hmm. So barbecue, stuff like that, that I love. I love barbecue, it might be my favorite food. But the issue- You put on gloves? I would love to put on gloves. <laughs> that would be a dream for me. I don't enjoy food on my hands. I'm always wiping after every, pretty much after every usage of it. Flaming hot Cheetos is a GD nightmare. It is, <laughs> it is a disaster for hands. A disaster for fingers. Okay. It, 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 it doesn't – and not only that, what your argument was the other day is that it goes away with washes. Right. That is
6: not true. That This is the part that fascinates me because it really – does No, it doesn't. <laughs> it definitely does not. And,
4: and You're saying even after you wash your hands, you still have Flaming Hot Cheeto residue on your fingers. There will be
7: a red coloring that okay. stays on your fingers. And if you have uh, problematic cuticles or <laughs> under your fingernails, if it can get to that spot, they will stay there for a small amount of time. Also, if you were to pick up anything white mm-hmm. when you have that on, small amounts of it do show up on the white for a decent amount of time.
5: Oh, and you know how it is with Jensen. Everything has to be pure white, or he hates it.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
6: don't bring in them black towels. So we didn't understand the whole idea that it does wouldn't come off just by washing your hands. I don't even get that. No, uh, he's eating some hot Cheetos now. I'm going to
7: join him. Don't ever tell me that I haven't done something for this show because mm-hmm. this is me putting my hands on Cheetos right now. Is a disaster. Well,
4: you're you're rubbing your fingers oh. on these hot
7: Cheetos only to rush only to rush the process because okay. I can't have a lot in the segment. But say that I have a a half a bag. Okay. I'm going to be touching them a decent Mm -hmm. amount. And also, I've put them in plates. Mm -hmm. Imagine putting your hand into the bag. Oh, like an animal. (laughs) It then will come off on your hand. What are you,
3: a bear? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I am.
7: Uh, But imagine putting your hand into the bag and then getting all of it on your way back. Now, number one, as you can see now... Yeah. What other food do you know? He's like
4: a magician. He's holding, holding up, up his, his hands.
7: hands so we can see <laughs> his fingers. What other food do you know that leaves hands this... It looks like I've painted something mm-hmm. for you. All right, here's what I do. Oh, oh I'd, love do I'd love to do that for you. I'd love to do that for you. You're barely doing no, it. No, I'll, do I'll do it hard. All right. <laughs> well, <Whoa>, that's <laughs> wow very intense Ring. the bell's going down it, it is still there i do see the residue it is still there still mm-hmm. on my hands so now i'll use this white towel so now imagine a towel at your house i understand paper towels probably smarter but mm-hmm. let's go over this just how. number one this is insane this looks like a clown wiped their face off <laughs> this, there's
5: there's a lot of cheeto <laughs> residue there
7: is so much cheeto <laughs> residue on there now i've wiped my hands i'm not doing mm-hmm. it soft just so everyone sees i'm doing it hard it is still on my fingers,
4: right? Because you haven't washed your hands okay, yet. Okay, so
7: I have some water here. All right. Oh
4: my god, I can't. You
7: yeah. came prepared, guys. Yeah. Do it over the carpet. That's by perfect. The way, I'm like Mr. Wizard. <laughs> 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 I've now I put water on my hands, mm-hmm. and now I'm going back to the towel. Which, by the okay. way, again, more red. This this is insane. This can't happen. It on It does normal food. look
5: like you're cleaning up a crime scene.
7: It does, and then <laughs> back to my hands. It is still. I know it's minimal, mm-hmm. but it is still there on the top, right of the of the finger as Kevin continues to snack. <laughs> Kevin is eating
5: your entire bag of Cheetos just while you're talking.
7: Now, I have washed my hands in front of you. I have wiped my hands in front of you. I have left a towel honestly looking like, look
6: at this. I mean, it's
7: it's got a little residue This looks on like, it. Uh, what's her name? This is a problematic snack by all... Okay. But you love it. I think it's one of the best snacks in the world. How now,
4: do we change this for you? Sorry, right, I'll,
7: I'll let Andrew
6: in Los Angeles. Good morning.
3: All right, good morning, guys. Morning. Just wanted to mention, to you guys. Jensen,
17: I'm Asian. I eat Cheetos with chopsticks.
7: And, and by the way, I have, cho- I have chopsticks next to me, and I appreciate <laughs> Andrew oh, because I think he's yeah. right. I've never mm. done it before, but I do think what a dream this would be. Also, I want to throw <laughs> out that with my hands getting it near my mouth, I think that this is such a problematic thing that I think it leaves a red. I think it leaves red marks around your mouth, even if if, if that if the what do you call it the if even the small amount of red residue gets around your mouth mm-hmm, right yeah it leaves dna is what i'm saying <laughs> but now i'm going to try it with a, with a chopstick i'm using it right now mm-hmm. this looks like a pretty good solution okay it does
15: it's does. So like that with the chopsticks you can uh, clear your lips
6: pretty well clear
7: your lips you exactly. can clear your lips you get 100% have... right that's why i bring it up
6: <laughs> and i can do Andrew, do you have uh, ocd i don't but i hate chopstick
15: residue doritos residue on my fingers it's <laughs> a mess and it's sticky and uh he's, right. that, wrong. Uh, it's, he's it's not wrong if you're eating them at work it
6: just isn't that
15: he's, just, he's dead right you don't want to get you don't want to get some prints uh, orange thumbprints prints your documents
7: guys what other snack do you all know right. that <laughs> makes it look like you murdered your wife right
5: <laughs> let's try a uh, francisco east la i think he's gonna give you nightmares with what he's calling in to say all right good morning how are you good morning Good. What, you. You, what do you have on the hot cheeto controversy
8: i
0: I have the perfect answer for you. Okay. So you go to these um, Mexican snack places anywhere in L. A. Mm-hmm.
8: Um,
0: and they serve you hot Cheetos with nacho cheese, and they give you a fork.
6: That's great. That's a great idea. Doesn't doesn't the fork break it apart?
0: Well, it, the cheese just disintegrates in the the hot Cheeto, but it's still amazing. What the kicker is the nacho cheese. If you haven't had hot Cheetos with nacho cheese, you haven't lived. That sounds pretty strong. That
7: okay. does I mean, sound strong. He's, it sounds great, yeah. But that doesn't help you if you're just at home and all you have is a bag of Cheetos, right? No, I'd, I'd have to find a Mexican store near my house. But, <laughs> exactly. But yeah. I'm willing to make the trek.
15: I uh,
5: I see the love you have for the food, and that's why you're willing to go through so much of it. But you're going to have to accept that you're going to have... Cheeto dust on your hands. It's, well, it, it just is going to go with. It's like being a coal miner. You can't go down there and work all day and not come out with a little very dust. Very similar you. to it's, coal mining. It is. <laughs> it is. Good by the way. lord! I just
7: want everyone to know that if you see me at like Acoustic Christmas or if you see mm-hmm. me at like April Foolishness and you shake my hand and I leave behind residue on your entire outfit. Please understand it's Hot Cheetos, and it's because you people aren't willing to transform and bring chopsticks with you when you're ready to snack.
5: (laughs) And I would like to add that finally, thanks to this segment, I now know why my penis is always orange.
8: (laughs) Oh, God. Bitter,
12: predictable, whining disc jockeys. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock.
5: Allie, something came out of Celebrity Big Brother Mm -hmm. that is actually worth talking about. I never thought I would say that because we mostly just ignore that horrible show. Right, right. But apparently they kind of made some news this week.
4: Yeah. Lindsay Lohan's mom, Dina, is on the show competing on season two of Celebrity Big Brother. Is she a celebrity? um,
5: I'll give it to her. She's related
7: to one who used to be a celebrity, but does that make her a celebrity? I mean, in the Celebrity Big Brother world, the bar is very low. Okay.
4: So she's on, and she opened up to her housemates about her... Well unique relationship with a special someone she said to her housemates I can't wait to tell you about this guy I've been talking to him for five years like every day a lot I feel like I know him she then goes on to explain that she has yet to meet him because he yeah because you know he lives in San Francisco real far and he's taking care of his mother. And by the way, you guys, he doesn't have a phone that can do FaceTiming to video chat. So for five years, she's been talking to this guy and they've never seen each other face to face, let alone on a FaceTime,
7: this face sucks to face. too because i've always considered dina lohan very smart <laughs> and this feels as if she's being bamboozled
10: yes yeah. so Our her it, housemates
4: it, obviously are like dude you're being catfish what are you doing 100 percent. and tamar braxton even offered to go with her to san francisco to finally meet the man of, of her dreams it's insane you guys
5: if you had told me this had been going on Not even for five months. If Mm -hmm. this had been going on for five weeks and they were talking every day and had not FaceTimed or Skyped, I would find it hard to believe. Yeah. So we're taking your calls of long-distance relationships or relationships where you guys didn't meet or see each other for a long time. And I think Monica is the call we've been waiting for. She's in L.A. She's on line four. Monica, thank you for calling and holding on. What's going on?
17: Hi. Hi.
5: (laughs) How did you meet this young man or woman?
17: Um, I met him on Facebook.
5: Okay. Um, and you, we were and got- part
17: of um, a Dodger group. We were, we're big Dodger fans, mm-hmm. and um, he's a Dodger fan. And we started talking back in 2012 as friends, strictly as friends, and that lasted about a year. And then after that year, we started getting more, you know, flirtatious, and, you know, it became something more. We mm-hmm. developed feelings for each other. And he and- lived in,
5: in Southern California just like you?
17: Yes, he did. He lived in Orange County, and I lived in Los in LA County.
5: Okay, seems seems like a wow. manageable distance to get together. But go on.
17: Yes. Um. Well, the reason we didn't meet, well, I didn't really want to meet him right away, was because I was I wasn't in a relationship, but I was currently living with the father of my kids.
7: Yeah, it was complicated. Okay.
17: Yeah, it was a complicated, and he thought he was being catfish because he kept asking me he wanted to meet me and he wanted to meet me, and I kept. Avoiding it,
5: right? Gotcha. So
17: finally, after two years, we decided that we were going to meet at a Dodger game, and we met. And he was everything I, everything I ever wanted. <laughs> I guess I was everything he ever wanted too, because we're together now, and I'm currently five months pregnant with his hey! baby. Aww, yeah. Yay!
5: But so he'll he'll wait two years to meet you, but he won't marry you.
4: Um, we're supposed to get married next year. Okay. Monica. Wow. Monica. Yeah. You waited, you know, 2 years to meet. How long did you wait to let him <laughs> in?
17: Um, it was after the game. I think, no, no. Okay. No. It, it 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 was it could have happened, but no. Oh. I think um I waited about five more months. Monica. Wow. You are yeah. the most patient what? person in the world. She is. This is a
7: really good relationship. <laughs> I kind of love it. These two, I yeah. ship. Yeah. You guys you guys are
5: going to stay together. I feel good about I it like as it. well, Monica. Thank you very much for the call and sharing your story. We appreciate it. All right. Let's try uh, Stephen Long Beach, shall we say, line one, up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Stephen. <laughs> you heard Monica's story. What's going on with you?
15: Oh, well, back in uh, 1996, uh, met a girl in a chat room. Uh, We hit it off just talking. And um, we uh, ended up after three, we didn't meet. Um, It took quite a while to meet. After about three years, we uh, finally met. She lived on the East Coast in Connecticut. And um, it was great. But... The, the kicker of it was, is she ended up being a lot younger than what she had originally told me.
7: Uh-oh. Was oh, was Chris
15: Hansen there? <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, how much younger? If she said she was 30 and she was 22. I'm still listening. But if it's something weirder than that, what happened?
15: Uh, here, well, here's the deal. OK, so when we first met, I was 26. She told me she was 23. When we first started talking, excuse me, uh-huh. uh, I was 26 and 96. She told me she was 23. We didn't meet until 1999. And I was then 29, and when we met, it actually came out that she had turned 18 six months prior. Oh,
10: my God. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? Wow. <laughs> you
4: were talking to a 15-year-old yeah.
10: girl. Oh, God. Yeah, oh. But yeah.
15: And, you know, back then, you know, you send a picture, and you don't really... I mean, you know, we were talking in the 90s. It wasn't there wasn't FaceTime, you know, and all that. Yeah. And, you know, you send a picture and they're they're kind of blurry, whatever you do. You know, she did her makeup up and everything. I mean, you know, it was it, believable. And, you know, she was very mature for her age and in our talking, and our conversation. It's not his fault. So what happened, though, when you guys finally did
5: meet? Somebody flew to somebody and you realized the age difference was so great. What happened?
15: Yeah, yeah, well, we had a great weekend, um, and, you know, I mean, we, we hit it off, and, um, well, okay, things still did happen. She was legal, okay, um, but um, we hit it off, and we had a great weekend, uh, but we realized with the age difference, obviously, she wasn't moving here, and I wasn't going to be moving there, um, but I will tell you this, guys. She's married, got two kids now, and she and I are still the best of friends. Okay, oh, that's so. great. Happy yeah, ending. We, happy ending. We we, we still talk, and, and she's a great girl. And, and uh, while I was a little upset, I could never falter. I mean, for 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 the age difference thing, it, it was still we're we're still friends. And I've been with my girlfriend now for ten years. So oh, well, this I, is great.
7: Uh, Maybe Dina Lohan's not doomed.
5: I'll never know. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. all these stories work out. You guys, we were wrong to judge. Yeah. Thanks for the call. The Kevin
12: Bean Show mornings on K Rock, K Rock, K Rock, K
15: Rock.
6: Sounds kind of boring. Omar Khan is in the studio. DJ Omar um, Khan, please. DJ Omar, DJ Omar uh, Khan. Omar, know. please. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Thank well you. Thanks for this guy. Hot Omar.
7: <laughs> you're like a Wu-Tang fan member.
6: Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey. We've been telling everybody all day that you're a creep. I'm not a creep,
13: guys. Uh, well, we'll mm, be the judge of that That's one. what okay. a creep would say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so this past Sunday, we had a birthday party for my daughter. And uh, during the middle of it, there was a bit of commotion indoors because there was uh, a yellow jacket in in inside. Mm-hmm. And have you ever been stung by a yellow jacket? I have not. Oh, it hurts like a mother. Not only do I do I hear that it hurts, but if you happen to be allergic, oh, yeah. it can kill you or do some serious damage, right? So this is what my sister-in-law tells me. She tells me if the yellow jacket is aggressive enough to come indoors, you probably have a nest nearby. <gasps> no. Yeah. Yeah, so you you need to kind of you know check around and maybe sure. like around
6: your roof or something around a your tree? roof around
13: uh, maybe a tree uh, uh, under the eaves or something a you neighbor's need to check bedroom this out, you know <laughs> 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 we'll get to that is your <laughs> sister in law like so, a biologist right uh, how does she know that I don't I don't know well, what you is your question but she's like freaking me out so I was like okay. okay you know so she's but she's like you know what, try to find it um, I'll get my under, beekeeper suit check right, <laughs> check under your eaves and uh, call the bug guy they'll Take care of it, no okay. problem. But just make sure, you know, look around. So on or Monday. A bee just flew in your house. I mean, uh, that's also possible. Maybe right. that is possible, but okay. I, a yellow jacket. I guess it's not really that common for yellow jackets to be in our area. I don't okay. know. Okay. This is what I've been told. And I'm like, You're well. You're going on very uh, shaky information. Yeah. He's it's like, bad. you know what? I saw the B movie
7: with Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> and I know what he did. So
13: so for me, there's no downside. And, I, you know, I don't want my kids to get stung. Sure. And uh, so on Monday, I grab, uh, you know, I start looking around, you know, the house, and I have a two story house, and I can't really see under the eaves clearly, but I have the. Uh, I went to Yellowstone a couple of years and I have these really cool binoculars that I can mm-hmm. see really far All right, hold.
4: right for Yellowstone
13: uh, this is
6: uh, where, <laughs> this is where Amar starts to build a Listen, defense yes. uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh.
13: no so, so, so I'm, I'm, I get the let's binoculars let's call this segment
7: from this point on evidence
13: go <laughs> <laughs> no, on ah. so I'm, I'm looking under the eaves and I'm checking everything out and everything looks super normal there's nothing going around on my, in my house sure so okay. now you think so now I think oh maybe it's uh, the neighbors right so I, I go on one and I'm looking, uh, uh, you know, down there, oh, nothing. Then I go over here to the other one and I'm kind of like, checking it out and there's this like weird angle and I'm trying to like lean over and when you have <laughs> binoculars, you don't have any peripheral vision. Right. 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 So it's very tunnel vision and um, I kind of like step back and I pan down. And my neighbor <laughs> nope. is in the window for a split second, and she closes the blinds. Oh.
6: So she was watching you I don't
13: know look for at her how long, with binoculars. Dude. Yeah, that but, happened.
7: Did you see at all what she was wearing? Did it seem like maybe you caught the tail well, end well, of a changing?
13: Here's the thing. I don't know, because it happened so fast. Yeah, you caught the tail and end. And I, I caught the tail end, oh, and I'm like, oh, no. I was like, I, 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 it happened so fast, I couldn't react. I couldn't do anything. Wait,
7: how did you pick your pants up?
13: <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> wow! No. what is
4: your relationship with this neighbor
13: do you know um, them we're, well enough we're, we're friendly okay. um, is this the meth house or the no, other No, no no this is the other one okay, this is the, the one, one I like this is the one I like I would uh, think you like the meth <laughs> house <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, no we're friendly uh, they talk you know we talk when we see each other in the driveway we don't have go we don't go to each other's house or anything right. you know but, no just you know, look in it right. we're oh, <laughs> <right.
6: Yeah, so laughs> we we're getting in our car hey stop looking at me with binoculars so yeah. now
13: my Predicament is like, but wait,
6: I, it's okay. Hold. So, mm. yesterday when you told us the story, we said, let's talk to her on the phone. Yeah, we yeah. need her. So, so,
13: so, what happened? I'm not doing that. I, I want to just, I uh. just want to just not say anything and hopefully it'll just pass. And you, you were no! gonna be friendly. You were gonna get her on the phone. So no. We did... Okay, this just in, it's never
4: gonna pass because you're always gonna be our creepy neighbor that looked at me through the window
13: with binoculars.
6: Did you? At least go over and say, "Hey, this is what was happening." No. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. What?
13: But now, but now, so, you know that's. So that, no? So no. So that was on Monday. Now, right. am I past the point? Of, no, no. You know every I
4: mean? day that goes past, yeah. it's getting worse. It's, you need to. You need to say, "Listen, she's this, already
6: told like twenty yeah. people. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: This <laughs> has been bothering me, and I just need to come and address it. I'm so sorry. I was looking for bee stuff because some <laughs> chick in my house said there might <laughs> By
7: be. The way, bee maybe or, don't say bee stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you yeah. might.
13: You
6: might want to
7: rehearse
8: yeah that." But
13: and then I saw that. Don't your bees. you think that no matter whatever I say? I was hoping for C ma- stuff. Right. <laughs> I was hoping for D's, but your bees. <laughs> anything I say though, she's not gonna buy. I don't believe that. I think, you don't think so. I, you already have a, a friendly relationship. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Okay, so I think she would give you the benefit. But she doesn't know me, know me. You know what I mean? Well, you know her, know her now. now?
6: (laughs) (laughs) I really
7: think you could say I was, there was yellow jackets. I was looking for a nest. I've been thinking about it, and I can't get out of my head that that I want to see you naked.
12: (laughs) (laughs) It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock.